Welcome to the Newsbusters podcast with your host, executive editor of Newsbusters, Tim Graham. Welcome, 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 Newsbusters listeners. You're tuning into the Newsbusters podcast. I am your fill-in host today, Nicholas Nightrain Fonda Caro, your associate editor. Tim Graham is on a another on a well-deserved vacation this week. Later this week, I will be joined by your managing editor, Chris Hawk, but he too has got something going on today. And I am joined in our studio by the one, the only, our video and research master. Bill D'Agostino. Bill, how's it going, Nick? Going good. We got uh, we got a lot of stuff on our plate today. It was a very busy weekend for the Bidens, especially now that they're recognizing uh, Biden's granddaughter. Finally, yeah, Maybe. they finally have seven grandkids. Good for them. And they, yeah, they may hopefully they have room around that uh, on that uh, White House fireplace for a seventh uh, stocking plus the one for the dog they put up. Yeah, no. So I guess there will be eight stockings up there this year. That's. Uh, well, all it all it took was months of media pressure and a lawsuit. So, mm-hmm. but <laughs> good for them. But besides that that uh, that little development for the Bidens, we you have your own little awesome study that came out today, or or, or should I say, a debunking of a, a an academic, a quote unquote academic study. That uh, yeah, NBC was, was pushing here. So, would you want to give us like a so 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 basically they were doing like a breakdown of. Uh, Facebook's censoring of different websites. They're what they were labeling them as, right? Well, yeah, not yeah. not necessarily censoring so much as fact checking. Uh, no, no, I mean, no, no. and that's that's kind of the whole crux of this. Basically, what happened is you have 27 researchers um, from various universities around the country who got together, and Meta gave them access to a bunch of. Uh, like internal data and they analyzed all of that and from that tried to determine how much misinformation people are consuming because of course the academic left is suddenly just fascinated with misinformation Um, and the reason for that of course is because then if you can prove that there's a huge misinformation problem specifically on the right then you've got an argument for why we need to control what information the right is allowed to consume um, that, that was basically the purpose of this study. And of course, lo and behold, they found that everybody who they disagree with politically reads tons and tons of misinformation. Um, the term they used was untrustworthy sources. But mm. if you, if you look at, okay, how did they categorize what an untrustworthy source is? This is where it gets fun. They deemed any news source untrustworthy if it had two articles between the beginning of 2020 and February 15th, 2021, that Facebook's fact checkers uh, rated false. So if you publish two articles that say PolitiFact rated false um, during that time period, then your entire website was an untrustworthy source. And when you look at what, for example, PolitiFact says is not true, uh, for example, you said Leah Thomas is a man, uh, they would rate that false. Mm. Um, Then obviously, all of the right-wing websites are going to get dinged by this. Now, can I prove that every right-wing website was rated untrustworthy? I can't because they won't give us a list. Yeah, because that, that, that was actually what I was going to ask you about because it, it would be nice for them to be like, if, if they're trying to measure what the untrustworthy sources are, it would be 
you would think it would behoove them to put out like a list to be like, hey, just as a warning for you guys, here's here's a here's a, a list for our users. Hey, users, here are some websites that might not be trustworthy. Right. Just or keep at, an eye out for them. Or at the very at the very least, not even necessarily to warn people, but just to show their work. Right. Exactly. Okay. So which right, is what, right we, which people what we were are, taught to do in school: show your work. Exactly. Or else you didn't pass the question. Right. Like right wing people are reading more untrustworthy sources. Okay. Such as. Such as what? Well, they don't name a single one. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, what a surprise. Another group of researchers have proven once and for all that the right are a bunch of dupes that read fake news. Very, very uh, groundbreaking stuff. Yeah, like, all, especially when they just pick, like, those arbitrary dates, right? So, like, outside of that, you're going to have Trump got, like, if, if we're going to look over, like, what the stories that the media got wrong just throughout the Trump years, like, Within the first few weeks, they falsely claimed he got rid of the MLK bust yep. in, in the Oval Office. Um, Though the Russia hoax just in general, like everything about that, any claim made by Adam Schiff that they went and ran. Exactly. And then and then yeah. conversely, here's here's the other fun part is, OK, well, what what uh, narratives were were the right pushing in 2020? that the fact checkers hated and were automatically dinging as false that have since turned out to be actually completely true. Yeah. Right. So for one or, Hunter, or, very, or very close into the realm of possibility for certain things we're about to discuss. Yeah. Right. Like Hunter Biden's laptop being real and yes. verifiable and not Russian disinformation. If you had made an allegation like that in 2020, well, a it would have been taken off of Facebook. But B, the fact checkers would have dinged you incorrectly. And, uh, they, and they probably would have cited that letter signed by all those intelligence officials, like the 200 intelligence right. officials, right? Right. And did any, yeah. So did any of those articles saying that according to these officials, it's disinformation? Did any of those go back and did they go back and retroactively rate any of those false? I guarantee they didn't. You yeah, know? Do, like, do any of these guys like own their own blogs or something like that where they can just basically, like, we can just go to them and be like, well, th this whole blog is an untrustworthy source because the guy who's behind it is an untrustworthy person because he, he he made false claims about the, the Hunter Biden laptop, you know? Exactly. And then, okay, yeah. so what, what else happened in 2020 that was newsworthy? Well, there was COVID, lab leak theory. Oh, which, yeah. Which many... I think most hasn't the CDC or no? It was the well, FBI it, actually. It was, it, was the, it was the FBI, and then like the and then like the Energy Department. Yeah, oddly like enough, many many like, of these government agencies that were previously like no, that's a racist conspiracy theory are now saying yeah, that's probable if not yeah. if not definite. Yeah, like it's like it, it's become like taboo to say to now. Yeah, that m is like the most likely answer, and. Like, and if you were listening back then, you like John Stewart would have been dinged for being an untrustworthy source. Because remember, he's like, Rem where do you think the Wuhan virus come? The Wuhan lab of virus lab right, over right. here. Yeah, yeah. It's did, so like, weird that, that we have this coronavirus right, in lab. Wuhan, and now, oh my gosh, look, there's a coronavirus <laughs> lab in Wuhan. I wonder where, <laughs> where it came, came from. from. Yeah. Did you did you see that segment? By the way, did you notice Colbert? Because this, oh, yeah, was, was, this was, was on Colbert's show for for viewers. John Stewart was like ranting about this to Colbert. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like he, he was like the look on his face is like, oh, my God. Now, like my show is probably going to be just be like, oh, my God, my show is going to be a, a center for misinformation for people who are going to take this clip and run with it. It's like surprise your best friend that you were all freaked out about saying that is most likely correct. And common sense would dictate that he was correct. And he's making he's making this strong argument. And Colbert is sitting there squirming and all but saying, well, careful, John, because we haven't been given permission to think that yet. I, oh, 
wow that actually that really like sort of like blew my mind in the moment just now when you're saying we haven't been given given permission to believe that yet isn't is that i mean that's basically what it was right because yeah. you saw him kind of like okay well careful because the experts haven't exactly said that like that that was what he was saying but he, what he what he means is okay well we're not allowed to say that yet we're not allowed to think that yet they haven't he, approved that he even made i believe he even made a joke during the thing of like the like joking that the the feed had already been cut <laughs> like 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 cbs or uh uh had, or like the network had already just cut the, the feed to his show he even made that joke really? like during it yeah. yeah i mean so there you go a tacit admission of uh censorship of of and, verboten ideas so and and the people that were making these determinations for like what is fact factually accurate on Meta, uh, for Meta, like you 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 point out that they were part of this thing called the P the the three P F C. Yeah, third so, third party fact checkers. Yeah, the third yeah. party fact checkers. At first, it almost sounds like some sort of really disgusting drink from KFC, but uh, oof. <laughs> But uh, so no, so, no, no. Among, so amongst these like approved fact checkers, you have PolitiFact, like we mentioned, USA Today, which brought us the chainsaw on the end of a gun meme. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. The Associated Press, who didn't know that they, who claims they didn't know that they were sharing an office with Hamas, and who also uh, had to retract an article when they stated that Beto um, gave a speech in his native Spanish. Jesus, and Jesus. Um, oh, Jesus. Uh, and also, you point out, uh, check your fact was one of the other ones. And you said that, like, basically, it's like that's the closest one that could be assumed as right wing. Yeah, so the check yeah. your fact is a uh, is a satellite of uh, the Daily Caller. Mm. Uh, I think it's of the Daily Caller News Foundation, actually. Although it, it might just be Daily Caller proper. I'm not entirely sure how that um, how that all breaks down. Mm -hmm. But yeah, them and then, I mean... The dispatch. Th yeah, they're the only ones that I said could be, like reasonably deemed to be right of center and the dispatch you could make an argument for that in my opinion not a very good one but um yeah. but there are those who would allege that the dispatch is right wing so okay if you want to go with that sure so that's two out of 11 of these organizations with a with a more conservative tilt um but again just just to really drill this point home you only need two articles to be yeah. flagged by any of these fact checkers so politifact alone blows up the whole data set and you and you can you can also bet that there are some that they just won't even consider to even look at to begin with because if you look at just cnn you have cnn cnn international that they must publish several dozen to like a hundred pieces a day almost right like you would think yeah, like, so like a large news organization like that is publishing stuff constantly yeah and, yeah. and all like the stuff that they had about the Russia collusion stuff, the Biden stuff, downplaying things or like their own little mealy mouth fact checks. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah you can guarantee. And again, we, we can't prove this because they won't give us the list. But I guarantee that, yes, like CNN, uh, any NBC or MSNBC site, uh, any any site run by the broadcast networks or by ABC, CBS, etc., um, the New York Times, Washington Post, I guarantee none of those were deemed untrustworthy sources by by these researchers. You you actually point out that the NBC reporter herself wouldn't be subject to these things because she actually made a wrong statement in her in this piece where she was promoting it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She uh, she incorrectly counted the number of researchers because on, on science.org, where all of these studies are uploaded, mm -hmm. um, it only show if there's more than 10 authors it only shows the first 10. And then there's a little dialogue box next to it that shows like plus 
X number more. Like, is and, it like an, a click here to expand? Yeah, it's, 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 it's an expandable dialog box. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so on on the study, it listed the first ten, and then it said plus seventeen researchers or plus seventeen authors. She she assumed that that meant there were seventeen authors total. There were actually twenty seven. Um, but you know, there you go. Misinformation <laughs> reporters for you. The, the misinformation in the report of fact checking misinformation. Mm -hmm. And I think you also point out that they sort of gatekeep the information. Like you, there was like kind of like a way that you might be able to find out who is doing stuff right. But there's somebody who sort of like gatekeeps if I'm, it's, uh, yeah. yeah, it's like this satellite organization that, um, where, yeah, you have to, you you, they, like they, give, you, they yeah. give you replication code for the study, but then you, you also have to submit a request for their data. Um, mm -hmm. And I guarantee they're not going to be filling requests from Newsbusters or from any of our <laughs> listeners, most likely. Uh, Unless, hey, if anybody has a bunch of pull, though, with um, what, could you could you find the acronym of this organization? I don't oh, even, yeah, I don't I, even I remember have a, what it's. Yeah, it's the ICPSR. Yeah, so it, if if any interuniversity consortium of political and social research. Yeah, so if anybody here has uh, has pulled with the ICPSR, please please do hit me up on Twitter, band bill, <laughs> band underscore bill, because I would love to um, I would love to get this data. Consortium. Consortium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love uh, like the names that they come up with. To, yeah, uh, it's actually to, an to, old organization too. Yeah. It's like from the '60s or something, which you know, '60s academia. Uh, you can you can guess. Probably. Oh yeah. Probably a bunch of Marxists. Well, speaking of the networks or the media just sort of being like clutching their pearls over misinformation being pushed and peddled without evidence, over the weekend we had Chuck Todd, our Kevin Tober wrote this up, our weekend warrior, um, on Meet the Press the, yesterday, he, he was up and like, he was sort of venting to Senator Coons. Chuck was, Todd was? Yeah, Chuck Todd was, where he's just sort of worried that Republicans, I'm just going to quote here, House Republican, and this is this is about Hunter Biden, just to sort of loop it back around to what we were talking about with Navy. Uh, so they were they were worried that House Republicans are going to accuse him, or, or it's 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 a uh, the Hunter Biden and Biden Joe Biden together with the the like the Burisma bribery deal, which by the way we are still at zero seconds since June eighth, up th updated through this morning. Um, so he was worried that House Republicans are going to accuse him whether they have the evidence or not. Our Kevin points out accurately, where was this fear when he repeatedly had Adam Schiff on? Right. And he continues to have him on, even though after all of this stuff. After, after yeah. Adam Schiff has been exposed as a liar who deliberately misled Chuck and all of his colleagues. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's also that... <laughs> To say whether they have the evidence or not, well, Chuck, do they have evidence? It seems to me they have quite a lot of evidence. It may be evidence that you disagree with, and yes, they don't. Tim and I talked about this last week. There is a difference between definitive proof and evidence, Yeah. right? There is factually a ton of evidence against both Biden, President Biden, and his son. Mm -hmm. And so whether they have the evidence or not, well, Chuck, do they have evidence? Why are you not acknowledging that evidence exists? It kind of sounds like he's implying that there isn't any. Exactly. So it's like, Chuck, you said this on Sunday. What's happening tomorrow? What's happening on Monday, Chuck? Right, exactly. What's going yeah. on on the hill, Chuck? Who is Devin Archer, Chuck? Yeah. Like, the House is literally having these hearings. He says this the day before, where the House is literally having the hearing with Devin Archer, who's going to tell the House committee 
that yeah i seen hunter call up the big guy to put his thumb on the scale of my business deals right uh, ostensibly uh, this uh, i guess the uh, testimony is going on right now i'm not sure if they're in a recess now or if it's over yeah it's basically go it's a closed door hearing we don't know if they're in session we as we stepped into the studio here to record this so they they might be in a recess now. It's I don't believe it started. At, you, you when we were looking it up when it started, you found that it was scheduled to start at ten. And as a classic Hunter Biden associate, associate yeah, he rolls in at fifteen minutes late. Yeah, of course, and looking looking like totally chill too. Apparently, just very uh, arrogant and whatever else. This was a like according the to just yeah, ate, yeah some some reporter I forget who, but um like a cat that ate the canary. Yeah. So this this guy, you know, former business associate of Hunter, and yeah, he is anticipated to testify. At this point, he probably already has if he was going to, uh, although we can't confirm that for you guys as of two fifteen p.m. on Monday. Um, but that that he saw Hunter putting his dad on the phone to intimidate and or impress. Uh, his business partners or people he was negotiating with. And so the reason that testimony would be significant is because then it would be a meaningful piece of eyewitness testimony and therefore mm -hmm. evidence that Biden actually did involve himself in his son's business dealings. Somebody might want to inform Chuck that, hey, there's a hearing going on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if, if I he, mean, if he's looking for the evidence, I think that Chuck knows. I think that Chuck doesn't want his viewers to know. Sort of like he doesn't want his his viewers knowing that his that he sold a townhouse to Amy Klobuchar or that his wife worked for her her firm worked for Bernie Sanders. Is that true? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Huh. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. We. Uh, he sold a townhouse to Amy Klobuchar. Or rented rented a townhouse. Rented Amy, a townhouse to, to Amy Klobuchar. Klobuchar. Wow. Yeah. The joys of being well connected like that. But. So just to keep the the spotlight on Hunter Biden here, we got a video clip for you from our good friend Scott Juddings over at CNN, who he he spelled it out phenomenally well to describe like, like to to sort of dismantle the media's sort of huffing and puffing about Republicans focusing on his business dealings, focusing on on Hunter's business dealings or on, on Hunter's business yeah. dealings and. And, and just how sort of scummy he is. Yeah, Jennings, Jennings is, uh, I know it sounds weird to say our friend over at CNN, Jennings is, is one of the few conservatives they still allow on that channel. And he, and he can really dish it to them. So I, I got this, this, this soundbite here of him just sort of pointing out the ridiculousness of CNN and other media outlets complaining about the Republican reaction. He basically puts the Republicans pounce narrative in the grave. Let's take a listen. The president has made being a family man yeah. a central part of his political identity. Uh, it's not Republicans, with all due respect, who made Hunter Biden into a complete scumbag on this and other issues. The, the ignoring his own daughter for four years and the president of the United States hanging up a stocking for the dog I mean, the and not for his seventh grandchild. Okay, look, okay, can all, we, can also have some, we can also have we, sympathy for people who are struggling with addiction. Let's right, keep this conversation right. respectful. I, 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 listen. I, I totally agree. And you know where I'm from? A lot of families deal with addiction. And you know who ends up picking up the pieces? The grandparents. And in this case, the grandparents would not acknowledge this little girl. It is offensive. But the bottom line is... But they have now. The poll... Oh, what a hero. The polling must have been yeah, brutal. Just the polling sure must have been brutal. It is not the GOP's fault that Hunter Biden is a scumbag. I love it. Yep. It, like that, that, that really sort of, that, that just sort of points out that that just gets to the bottom of it. It's like, it's where if this was 
Trump Jr., Eric, whoever, Tiffany, yeah, any any of Trump's kids. Yeah, if this was if this was Baron. Oh yeah. <laughs> bullying, <laughs> if this was Baron bullying kids in fifth grade or whatever, oh my you know. God. Yeah, no, that there'd be news. There'd be oh, news. Yeah. And yeah, so I to be honest, I'm starting to think that Joe recognizing Navy at this point might have been an attempt to distract from the hearing. And even the media are, aren't even biting too much on the uh on the navy on thing? the navy on the navy thing because yeah. you had because you had so it got it broke for, uh, on Friday uh, almost like not long before the networks went to air but NBC still managed to cover it they covered the the his statement to uh, People magazine where he basically is set, well, where Joe basically says this is a family matter not a political issue right and and we, he's you we, know he's he's technically right about that um he, it is it is the president's family so you know there's a little mm -hmm. bit more wiggle room there but yeah in general it is mostly a family matter I would I would push back I think personally on against the idea that they're trying to distract just because they they did mm. let this break on a Friday a and B, I don't think the networks are too keen even to talk about this story, even when there's a resolution of it. Like, yeah, this is them putting this scandal to bed um, with a positive outcome, I would add, for for yeah. uh, for Joe's granddaughter. But I, I think that talking about this at all is just reminding everybody of a sort of unpleasant reality, which is that Hunter Biden's life is kind of a disaster and that... Mm -hmm. Um, that that family has some sort of embarrassing baggage, right? I mean, I think that the president would be happier with none of us discussing the fact that he has an illegitimate granddaughter, right? Oh yeah, and especially when he, go, he they made a point of ignoring her for um, like her. Uh, one of the networks said that her birthday is NBC noted that her birthday is in August, so she's almost five. Right, and, and it's and, been five years. Yeah, and now he's going around. He did an interview with somebody today. I saw the clips of it where he says, "Oh, I have seven grandchildren, and I call them every day." You call six of them every day, and only Friday have you acknowledged the existence of the seventh. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but, so I I think that yeah, even bringing up everything that led up to this is uncomfortable for them. Uh, oh, exactly. Although, they have been they have been talking about Trump a lot. <laughs> there's oh yeah. There's apparently um, some, oh yeah. You're working on a really nice piece right now. Yeah. There's this. there's some new there's some new developments in the latest uh, Trump indictment. Um, there is supposedly evidence that um, a a an individual who was previously identified as Trump employee number four uh, has now been has now been named and that person claims that um, they they were instructed by Trump to delete some evidence. Mm -hmm. uh, this is this is pertaining to, I believe, the Mar-a-Lago documents case. And this has led to, oh my gosh, the uh, the most obsessive Trump coverage I think we've seen yet in all of this as far as just sheer Trumps per minute. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Morning Joe. At uh, what was it? I think I think it was during the 7 a.m. hour. Gave us 70 Trumps. That's more than one Trump per minute, even without commercials. <laughs> so it was. Uh, we've we've got a fun video of that coming out soon. Um, I think today actually, and CNN, mm -hmm. not not far behind. Uh, yeah. I, I think it was their 6 a.m. hour. They had they had 55 Trumps. So also uh, also pretty nutty. Yeah, yeah. So. That's some of the stuff we got coming down, and I just want to I just want to bring it back to just real fast, like the the Navy stuff, where 
a lot of the media, like we were saying, are ignoring it. But NBC actually this morning was trying to actually hold up Biden finally getting around to this and lionizing him. So for they're this. doing they're doing the rehabilitation strategy. Yeah, as they're doing to the, the ignoring strategy. Yeah, they're the like so basically ABC. So this broke on Friday. ABC and CBS mentioned it Saturday night, so 24 hours after it broke. Okay. And then they haven't talked about it since. But NBC covered it Friday night, Saturday night, skipped it Sunday night, brought it back this morning after they got their sort of their argument underneath their their feet. Right, and right. Got the talking points in or whatever. Exactly. So uh, the, the writers were out on their strike over the weekend. Right, right. The writers strike <laughs> prevented this story from hitting the news on Sunday. Yeah. So basically... Um, yeah, you had Kelly O'Donnell this morning, who's their chief White House correspondent and the president of the White House Correspondents Association, which I always find funny. Yeah, that is entertaining. So, so she's, she's talking about how this was a shift in the Biden family dynamics. And now the Biden family is taking the first steps, including Hunter's youngest daughter, in their tight circle. <laughs> tight circle. Is, is that really like is, is the tight circle really what you call it when you do this after part of the settlement is that you your granddaughter can't have your Biden last name? Well, I think what you call it is a crime syndicate, Nick. But, <laughs> <laughs> but sure, maybe we can, we can use euphemisms. Maybe they're actually you have the Biden crime family, right? So maybe this is just like a saving grace for the daughter, like, like the granddaughter is like you're, you're not involved in this. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully she doesn't get pulled into any of her dad's schemes. Uh, let's let's hope that she. She is uh, kept free from all of that, and and she's based. She's gonna be the clean face, yeah, for, for the organization. Well, there you go. Yeah, and then she, and and then she basically points out, like basically besides all this, she points out the Biden grandchildren have otherwise been visible in the White House life and events. His 2020 campaign featured granddaughters in a video emphasizing their closeness. Well. Not not seeing a lot of closeness with this one, but family has been part of the president's political brand. It, it, yeah, no, and that political brand, I would just add, is something that the media have been very, very um, aggressively promoting and pushing. The idea of Biden is a real family man. He's a loving dad. Uh, I think it was Claire McCaskill on MSNBC last week said that the only thing that Biden did wrong was love his son too much. Um, yeah, it's just it's they, they love this image of him. And whenever any whenever any Hunter news breaks, it always just kind of circles back to that. It's well, oh, you know, this is really hurting the president because he loves his son so much, and it's like he loves okay, his son so yeah, much that his, he he was like like pressuring Ukrainian businessmen and all his other ostensibly, allegedly, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah allegedly, when exactly, calling in favors time. for his son. Um, yeah. Although you know, we'll see what we'll see what Devin Archer has to say about this too. Well, we I, before we go, I do have one more clip for everybody. It's a little bit out of sync with everything else that we have, but it's it's the view just being. You guys know me. I'm I'm our view master. I'm the <laughs> had, one that tortures myself. I have to fit it in, and l luckily I got this out before we recorded the podcast. So basically, it's just Anna Navarro just being an absolutely despicable person. Where they're one, they're pushing Kamala Harris's lie about. Uh, Florida teaching students that uh, slavery was like a net positive and they were right. It was, it was good for them because they're learning all these skills. Right. And Matt, Matt Walsh, yeah. I, just, just to add to this before we go to Anna yeah. Navarro, Matt Walsh had a really good takedown of this where he, he brings up that that same point is mentioned in the AP uh, U S African American history class. 
right? That's like that's like yeah. a point that's brought up there too. And and the the purpose of mentioning that slaves were gained some skills that they then used to yeah. uh, elevate themselves after slavery was abolished is to show okay, this was this was them taking basically their hardship and what what they could pull out of it and turn it into. I guess not turn it into, but basically advance themselves even yeah. in the face of all the adversity. Exactly. Right. So they were they were forced to do all these things as as unpaid labor as slaves, basically. And then they took the knowledge that they gained from that once they were freed and actually managed to build themselves up. It's a story of triumph and of the US kind a, of overcoming an imperfect chapter of its history, right? Yeah, and also like what a sort of like a middle like a great middle finger to like your oppressor where you're just sort of like you you thought I was nothing before, you thought I was subhuman and now look look what I can do. Right, exactly. Remember all that stuff that you forced me to do. Now I'm now I'm feeding my family by doing that. Exactly. Ex ex exactly. Ex that's that's kind of why it's mentioned. Also, slavery is taught in <laughs> In classes throughout Florida, it has been taught in class throughout Florida. It will continue to be. Uh, so that that lie is apparently gone now. But that's that's not the framing of all all slavery related education in Florida, right? That's exactly. not that's not it's not like that's this is the centerpiece of lessons about the the pre Civil War South. Yeah. So I just have this real fast clip of Navarro where she basically says. Because she's going after DeSantis for being low in the polls, and basically it says he's being beaten in the polls like a slave was be being beaten. Oh my Look, god! Listen, I mean, what's what's happening in Iowa and around the country with on the in this Republican primary is, frankly, that Donald Trump is dominating. In the latest polls, he's got over fifty percent. He's at fifty-four percent, and there's two hundred other Republicans running, and you've got Trump at fifty-four percent. Ron DeSantis was supposed to be Plan B, and yeah, he's ended uh, up being Plan Bad, very, very bad. He's at seventeen percent. That's over thirty points under Donald. Trump. Trump, who's got two indictments and, a, and possibly a third and fourth before this month is over. And I would say to Ron DeSantis, maybe, maybe the first thing you should start doing is stop fighting with black Republicans who are telling you to stop defending the standards about slavery that you are trying to make part of the curriculum in Florida. I mean, what is it that he said? That, that slaves, slaves learned skills that they could use later on in life well maybe with the beating he's getting he's gonna learn some skills he can learn later on in life like humility or compassion and for anyone that would say that like my framing of what she, of how and why she was saying this and like what she said is not true she literally doubled down on it on a tweet in a tweet, she put she put the video up herself around the time that I was putting oh, up my man, own video. I didn't see this. What, and, and, what'd she, and, she and she said, "Maybe the thumping he's getting can teach Ron Disaster some life skills he could one day benefit from." Just saying. Dot well, dot dot. There you go. Yeah, that's like it's that's a metaphor right there. Oh, ex exactly. And she's like using it. It diminishes, and it's it's just profoundly disgusting. Yuck. Ugh. So. That's uh, that's the podcast that we have for you today. We have we have a very busy lineup uh, today, and the rest of the week, uh, Curtis will be back tomorrow, and he'll be on the podcast Wednesday and Thursday, or Wednesday and Friday, I should say. And uh, as our Tim Graham always says, come to Newsbusters once, twice, twenty-four times a day. Happy Monday, everybody. Bye bye. <laughs>